What's up, everybody? This is Cliff Jones, um, head of the 88 Keys of Intellectual Property podcast. Um, I know I haven't been doing any type of podcast lately, but um, I'm about to get back on it now. So I would like to welcome you to season four, episode one of the 88 Keys of Intellectual Property podcast. Today's topic is going to be about my 20-year journey of being a classical pianist and different things that I've experienced, different things that I've witnessed, different things that I've gone through. I'm going to share on this episode right now. Um, number one, November made, November 1st made 20 years that I've been playing classical piano, which is so crazy to me. Who would have thought that 20 years of grinding, of everything, of like all the ups and downs you know, I would be here where I'm, I have my own business, which is the 88 Keys of Intellectual Property, LLC. I have um, students, I'm teaching at home school, the arts still, I'm practicing my life away because I'm getting ready to perform next month in December, December 15th, I have to do this lecture recital. Um, it's so crazy, you know, 20 year journey. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's, it's, 20 years, 20 years fly, time flies, right? Okay, so first and foremost, for those that don't know my journey, let me start at the very, very beginning. Okay, so I'll give you this long, long story and, I'm, and then I'm gonna bring it up to present day and things that I've learned throughout the years, whatever. So it started when I was actually eight years old. Um, it, the, I was living at my grandparents' house at the time, and the way that I could stay up late, especially on a Saturday, <laughs> is if I would watch TV with my grandmother. So this one specific evening, I remember um, it was the 1998 um, Olympics, I think it was, in Navajo, Japan. So actually, I was 11 years old. So um, I was watching it with my with my with my grandmother, and. Um, one of our favorite figure skaters, or her favorite figure skater, and I ended up liking her later on, Michelle Kwan, came out to skate. And, um, you know, how they come out to skate and they start playing the music. And um, my, my, I remember my grandmother in, instantly being like, oh, super surprised, like hyped. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, Yo, I used to play, play this piece um, when I was a kid. And the name of the piece was um, the Moonlight Sonata First Movement by... Ludwig von Beethoven, and um, so we're listening to 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 this music and and seeing Michelle Kwan skate, and you see the passion that she feels listening to the music and doing everything and whatnot. It was just so cool and so dope, and that was my first introduction to piano, no classical piano, and um, I was like, yo, one day I'm gonna play that piece, right? So, anyway, so throughout the years, um, you know, I would go to church every Sunday, and um. After church service was over, I would go to the piano and um, I would um, easily pick out like whatever songs were popping on the radio at the time. I would sound out on, on my on, on the piano at church. I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I was just doing whatever I was doing, whatever the case may be. But once I turned 14 and I had my first, no, my first summer job, which was 2001, two, actually 2002 right yes 2002 um uh, my co-worker 
she played the piano. So I was working in a school, right, in the auditorium, they have a piano, right? So I remember one day coming into work and she's playing. I was like, yo, can you teach me how to play such and such or whatever the case may be? And she starts teaching me, right? So fast forward to September of that year, starting school, I'm choosing classes for the semester. My my best friend, he's like, you know, he plays piano. He's like, yo, why don't you take this music class with me? So I take the music class. I learn all the basics, all the fundamentals, all that good stuff. Whatever the case may be. I keep saying whatever the case may be. I have to stop saying that. <laughs> so I learned all the fundamentals of piano. Um, after the class was over, I taught myself for three years, 14 to 17 years old. Then from 17 to 25, I took piano lessons at Harlem School of Arts. And now from 25 to 33, I've been teaching it, teaching there and teaching at the Harlem School of Arts as a piano and keyboard instructor. And um, it's been amazing. Okay, so let's recap this 20-year journey. <laughs> um, when I first started playing piano, right, I was really amazed at what I can do, if that makes any sense. I don't, I don't mean to sound like cocky or anything like that, but I was just really amazed that I was grasping everything so quickly. And the way I was teaching myself was um, I would listen... I would, I would, every day after school, I would go home and listen to Mozart or Bach or Beethoven or whatever the case may be. And I would listen to their pieces based off of like a scale of, of, of hard, medium, easy. First, I would start off with the easy pieces, whatever the case may be. And also on this website, which is music-scores.com, they would have the, like, the sheet music of the pieces that you're listening to, the MIDI files of the, you know, whatever the case may be. So I would listen to the music and read the, and read along. Granted, I couldn't fully, fully read the music, but I, I could see like where the notes were and how they were shaped and the rhythms and stuff. So I would follow along with the music. And then what ended up happening was I would print out the music and I would teach myself how to play um, these pieces right and granted yes they were above me but you know i would end up eventually being able to grasp them and play them whatever the case may be slowly or, or to completion some of them weren't to completion but i did as much as i could but the thing that really helped in those three years was constantly exposing myself to harder music so i went from mozart to beethoven to to bach to list no sorry chopin the first piece by Chopin I heard that was like, yo, this is mind-blowing, was the um, Fantasia Impromptu, Opus 66. And then I started diving directly into Chopin's music and listening to his stuff and all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then next thing you know, I just fell in love with the piano, with, with his music, with the piano and his music. And I started composing music in a style of Chopin. And that was what really took my technique from low level to a pretty intermediate level because I was composing my own pieces as well as doing my own technical exercises in my pieces, et cetera, et cetera, right? So then the monumental moment came at, I think it was 16 years old. Yes, 16 years old. When I stumbled upon Franz List on the music-scores.com website. <sighs> and what began to ensue was complete mind fucking blowing yo let me tell you i stumbled upon list franz list la campanella l-a-c-a-m-p-a-n-e-l-l-a -L -L -A, if y'all want to look it up la campanella that piece i was just like 
mouth as a finish as a finish when it finished i was just like my mouth was just like my jaw dropped to the fucking floor because i was like yo how the hell is this possible to do on the piano this isn't there's no way this is possible and i was just like you know I have to do this. So I printed out the sheet music, even though it was way above me. I did the best I could. And I started diving into lists music. And it just changed the way I compose, the way I play. And I started playing his pieces on my own. Right. So anyway, so now at 17 years old, um, lady from my church, she told my grandmother about the homeschool of arts. I go into the homeschool of arts, bloop, bloop, bloop. And from 17 to 25, I'm taking lessons with this Russian teacher. And she turned me from a boy into a man musically and almost she also had um played major uh roles into my development as a man because she was like my grandmother away from home right so she gave me a lot of life lessons a lot of like gems the same way my grandmother my grandfather did well by that time my grandfather passed at seven when i was 17 years old but grandmother of course gave me lots of gems right so i got all those years from 17 to 25 mad gems mad like knowledge and stuff right uh and it was in those times from especially like from 17 to 25 where outside people that couldn't see my vision were talking mad shit i remember one time somebody came up to me and said yo bro it's good that you play classical music but you need to play music for your people they were saying that like you know you need to play jazz or you need to play gospel. You need to play black people music. And I just, and at that time being young, I wouldn't say anything. I was just like, yeah, you're right. Whatever the case may be. But you know, what? eventually I would end up finding my way back to classical music. Right. Um, through the years, um, between, especially between the ages of 17 and 25, I go back to those years because 25 to now my age, 33 going on 34, it was been, you know, a little rough here and there. But not as much, I should, I, I should say, because I guess I, f- I feel like from 25 to now, I know exactly who I am. And I know that this is a gift from God. And can nobody tell me that, oh, you're not this or you're not that, whatever the case may be, because I know who I am. I know what I'm about. Right. So anyway, 17 to, 17 to 25, people would always come to me like, yo, how can you play classical music when you're black? Um, you should be playing jazz. You should be playing this, that, and third. Now, let me premise this by saying I have nothing against people who play jazz. I have nothing against jazz musicians, jazz artists, or jazz as a genre. It is a very important genre. It is a staple in our community. Um, and I like listening to jazz. I respect it. But when people back then would tell me, like, yo, you're selling out your people. You need to play jazz or you need to play gospel. You need to do this. I was like, no, fuck you, fuck jazz, fuck gospel, fuck anything that has anything to do with the stereotypical um, uh, premise that, not premise, the stereotypical statements about black people and music. I'm not a hip-hop artist. I have nothing against hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I'm not an R&B artist. I love R&B. I'm not jazz. I'm not gospel. I'm not any of those things. I am a classical pianist who is black. I'm a black classically trained pianist and I'm proud of who I am and I know who I am, right? And at those, in those ages, again, 17 to 25, it took, like, a, I, I wasn't very vocal with how people would come at me 
or or give their opinions. I would just shrug shrug it, shrug my head or shrug my shoulders and be like, yeah, you're right. You know, I should do that. You know, oh yeah, yeah, I am a sellout, right? But then, at first, th- that's how it was, right? I'll tell you something else. Um, but as as I got older, actually, before I go into something else, as I got older, I started realizing, like, yo, fuck them. God gave me a gift. I'm going to use this gift to the best of my ability. Every time I use my gift, God is happy. So fuck what everybody else's opinion, right? Now, the thing I want to tell you, there were people who were like, yo, you don't believe in God because you play classical music. You need to be doing church music. You need to be doing secular music, not playing classical music because it doesn't give your gift back to God. I'll never forget. I was in a doctor's office looking at sheet music, waiting for my appointment. Um, and this lady comes along. She's like, oh, you play piano? I was like, yeah. Um, she's like, my son plays piano. What type of piano do you play? I play classical music. She was like, you know, that's good and all, but you need to give your gift back to God. And I looked at this lady and it took everything in me not to black on her because it was just like, oh, why, how dare you say some stupid shit to me like that? I understand what you're saying, but no. And I just had to really just stay calm and just be like, okay, yeah, you're right. And it's just that type of level of ignorance. Let me wrap your mind around something. Let me give you a little backstory while I'm wrapping your mind around something. I discovered piano at 14 years old. I'm from the hood in the Bronx, New York. Who, what 14-year-old discovers, that's from the hood, discovers classical music? If that's not God working, if that's not God engineering, that has to be God working right there. For a 14-year-old kid, that go that went to the, one of the worst high schools in the Bronx, which is Evander Childs High School during that time, in two thousand two, et cetera, et cetera. To listen to hip hop music, Jay Z's Blueprint and and Jay Z and Nas beef going on, to listen to that type of music and then coming home to listen to classical music after taking a music appreciation class. That doesn't happen by mistake. That happens because God is engineering and God is steering the ship. That's not me, that's God. You feel me? So when people were like, yo, you don't believe in God because you you play classical music, it was just like, yo, that's a slap in the fucking face. That's like slapping God in the face. Because it's like, yo, the gift comes from God Almighty. That's not me playing the piano, that's God playing the piano. I tell people that all the time. That, that wasn't me diving into classical music, that's God working through me to dive into classical music. You feel me? So when people would say stupid shit like that, I'll just be like, are you dumb? And I'm not going to lie at first, because when I was younger, it would bother me. I was younger, not as confident in who I am, right? So that was another um, stupid, ignorant thing I had to deal with. Another thing I had to deal with <laughs> was, the, of course, the, 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 um, the damn racism. There were so many times I would go into functions to play the piano for the evening and you get the whole entire look like, what the fuck are you doing here? It would be like these rich establishments that I would go to play the piano for the evening. And um, of course, when I would get to the place, my contact would not be at the front. They would be in the back, whatever the case may be. And, you know, the people, would just they wouldn't even say it. They would just look and, you know. As I'm walking into the, the establishments, you can see it. Like, what the fuck is this nigga doing here? Right? But then, 
once I say who I am, they still skeptical, you know, laughing, joking, I've snickers, scoffs and stuff like that. I've witnessed it, right? But then when I sit at the piano, then they want to be all on on the dick and be like, yo, you play so fucking well. Oh my God, how did you do this, that, and the third? How are you able to do this, that, and the third? And be the be the be the be, and be the be the be the be. Because it's God engineering, motherfucker. You racist motherfucker. Like, or another thing would be white people. After a function would be over, right? They'd come to me, oh, you play so well. Do you play jazz? No, I don't play jazz. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, their faces would be like, yeah, what the fuck? And, was, and, and these are things that I had to witness and just take on the chin at that time. Because it was just like, who the fuck are you? Like, it would just be like, sometimes very laughable because how dare people be so ignorant? And me not being confident in who I am played a major role in that as well, where even though I wouldn't say anything, I knew it was crazy, so I would end up laughing behind their back and shit like that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but definitely the racism was ever-present. I'll tell you another story. Like, I remember once times when I'd be on a train. i come on a train, right, in midtown Manhattan or lower Manhattan, and get all the stairs because, you know, mad white people, I'm black. But as soon as I sit down, I open up my book of music that I'm studying. They want to all come around and be like, oh, my God, you pl- what, what is this? H- how long have you been playing? You know what I'm saying? It's just mad funny. It's just so, like, funny and stupid that things like that happens. You know, it's just, why judge a book by its cover? Why not just be regular and fucking, you know, I don't know, be a human being. Don't be racist. That shit is trash. It's is whack. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Another thing I had to deal with throughout these this 20-year journey. Um, okay, this is perfect. Being patient with the process. Trusting the process is so important. It is so key. People don't understand. Well, most people here trust the process or being patient. But how many people are actually trusting the process and being patient me right i'll I'll tell you my experience when i first started taking piano lessons my um with my teacher right at home school of arts i remember i would get visibly frustrated because my teacher of course she's from russian conservatory exceptionally gifted etc etc i was comparing myself to her and her talent level and I was getting so fucking frustrated that I couldn't pick up on the music as quick as her. So what would happen is I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or I'm frustrated or I don't want to practice because I'm not as good as my teacher. And when she caught on to it, she let me know, like, yo, listen, you cannot compare yourself to me. I have been playing for X amount of years. I have this amount of training. You're just starting off. You may want to look up to me. Fine. Nothing wrong with that. But don't compare yourself to me. All you're going to do is become visibly frustrated. You're never going to get to where you want to get to. Be patient with the process. And it, and I'm not going to say it, it, it happened overnight where I was patient. But trust and believe throughout the years. And even now, I'm 33 going on 34. There's times where I'm learning a new piece. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can almost sit here and really practice this shit. And go over shit again and again so it can stick with me. And it's still frustrating. But the comp the but the key to all of this, to combat this, was this right here. 
understanding that Rome wasn't built in one day. The earth wasn't built in one day. Anything that you really want in this life will take time for you to accomplish. You just got to put the work in and be consistent. Don't look at all the all the, the, the gold and diamonds and glitter from other people and what they're doing. A perfect analogy is this. You have a plate of food in front of you, right? You have... You, know, you have your fork, you have your spoon, you have your your your, your cup with your, with your juice, whatever the case may be. You have some good ass food on this plate. Do not look at what somebody else is eating, or look at what somebody else is eating, or that person or this person is eating. Worry about what the about worry about the food that's in front of your face right now. Worry about the food that's on your plate right now, and focus on that. Keep at it. And then the more you keep at it, the better you're going to eventually become. You know what I'm saying? Because you're fully focused and immersed in your own, on your own plate. To translate that, for those that don't understand, it's basically saying that you need to focus entirely on your craft and your gift. Don't worry about the the, the outside noise. Worry about yourself. Stay focused, grind, hustle, do what you got to do. And then one day, everything's going to play off, pay off, right? So, you know, it's it was a valuable lesson learned that I had to learn early on. And I'm still struggling with because I'm not perfect. But, you know, throughout these tw- this 20-year journey, it's just so crazy to me that, you know, I'm here. And it's, it's because of, number one, God, and also me being patient with the process, you know, and there's still much more music I want to play. Um, you know, uh, to sum up everything of this 20-year journey, like I just said, it's been, it, it's it's always, it's, it has always been about trusting the process and being patient with the process. It's always been about trusting the process and being patient with the process. I'm saying the same thing twice. I... I'm not necessarily, again, not necessarily the most patient, but I understand that if I want to play this piece or I want to do this, I want to accomplish that, I need to be patient with the process. Otherwise, I'm not going to accomplish anything I want to accomplish. Okay, so I want to thank y'all so much for tuning into my um, podcast, season four, episode one of the 88 Keys of Intellectual Property LLC podcast. Take care. I love y'all. I'll be doing episode two probably sometime next week. And um, happy Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving. Take care. I love y'all. And always remember, I'm not teaching you music. I'm teaching you life. Take care.